Hi everybody, this is Alyssa here. We are at Pop Madness at San Antonio Public Library here with the Escape the Earth crew. Today it's myself and JD. Say hi JD. Hey, hi JD. And today we have Alec here with us who wants to tell us a little bit about his favorite sci-fi or fantasy book or movie ever. Um, oh man, I do like Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. is pretty cool. Who are, you, who are you down with in Star Wars? Who are you rooting for? Darth Maul is probably the best. Darth Maul, nice. yeah, good choice, good choice. Yeah, it's probably the best. You like the evil, dark I like side, double sided. Jedi, the the saber thing, yeah. yeah, that's pretty tight. It's all about the, it's that's all about what, the weaponry. That's what won him over to the dark side, the weaponry. Yeah, it looks yeah, cool. That's true. It's all aesthetics. But is it practical? Well, yeah. How how is it not? It, it, I seem it seems like you could be, uh, you know, sabering your foe or whatever, and like just cut your cuts out. Cause well, I mean, pointing at you. Then I feel like if that happens, you kind of deserve it. <laughs> or you just have bad weaponry. I don't know. Okay, it's your choice. I'm not gonna. I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, weapon like shame you that happens, as our guest. You just deserve it. Oh man, you are the dark side. <laughs> Here we are with uh, R2-D2. We're going to ask him some questions. R2, um, what's your favorite... Okay, that's kind of rude. You cut me off. But what's your favorite... Um, let's see, Star Wars character. Interesting choice. Interesting choice. Do you like uh, Darth Maul because of his weaponry or what? He, d he does have a cool style. He does dress pretty cool. Do you have any questions for R2? Oh, R2, um, are you looking forward to any new sci-fi or fantasy books coming up? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, everybody's really irritated about that last book of A Song of Ice and Fire. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Man, I just got a little too uh, headstrong here. Definitely feeling heated about that. <laughs> about uh, the winds of winter not coming out yet. Yeah, he's shaking his head. Well, we're all in it with you, R2. We're all very sad that that book has not come out yet. Okay, okay. Good, good day, Arthur. Thank you for being on Escape the Earth. We are here with Dylan. Dylan, can you tell us about your favorite fantasy or sci-fi book movie series of all time um my favorite fantasy series would be final fantasy 7 yes i love final fantasy 7 that is awesome i only got into it when they did the remake and then it was so good that i bought the original which i've been playing on my switch my favorite character is cloud cloud is awesome mm -hmm. i love his buster sword i know <laughs> that's the best part oh my gosh would you ever consider cosplaying cloud yes for sure Awesome. I was initially one of my, when I cosplayed at this event before. I wound up cosplaying as Snake Eyes, but that was one of my first ideas. But you know, money. <laughs> that would have been cool looking. I don't know about Cloud. Can you tell me a little bit about Cloud? Cloud Strife. Okay, yeah, tell me a little about. He's just like this cool character. He seems like he's always like calm under pressure, but he's not. That's the thing. Oh, like internal mm -hmm. whatever struggles or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. What weapon does he use or weapons or? Uh, massive Buster Sword. <laughs> Buster Sword. Yes. So it can only slice people named Buster. 
No. Oh, okay. What's a Buster Sword? It's, well, it's like, it's a giant sword. It's like um, almost as tall as he is. Okay. Oh, man. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> he got some triceps on that, that yeah. guy. <laughs> and he can lift it super easily, which is kind of funny to think about. So, are you a fan of the entire Final Fantasy franchise? Yes, and I can't wait for Final <laughs> Fantasy 16 to come out. Yes, I heard that's coming soon. I'm mm -hmm. excited about that one, too. Yeah, when I was like a kid when 15 came out, and that's about when I got into the series Final Fantasy. But I discovered Final Fantasy 7 slightly after that. I've been hooked ever since. Awesome. Mm -hmm. 7 is awesome. And I can't wait for the second one. The second redo. Yes, the second installation yes. of the redo. For sure. Well done. Thanks for talking with us today. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. So JD and Alyssa here again at Pop Madness, and we are talking to Kevin. Uh, Kevin, uh, welcome to Pop Madness. Um, tell us a little bit about your your costume. Cool. All right, guys. Well, uh, this is Kevin Rosenberger. Um, I am an official Ghostbuster of San Antonio, Texas. We are a nonprofit organization. Um, we do a lot of uh, community awareness. We go out. Um, the, the charity that we fundraise throughout the year, we have just changed that. It's the CASA group, so Children Advocates of San Antonio. Um, previously, it was Meals of Wheels in San Antonio. Okay. Um, but we actually had an event where, you know, we kind of um, we did a toy drive for them. They were the second recipients. Well, a lot of our members, we just absolutely fell in love with their message. And so gotcha. we decided to make the change. And so everything that we do when we go out, we're here at Pop Madness, you know, to kind of just bring awareness. Um, but we will go out to hospitals, parades, uh, private events, and then we will just ask, you know, if you guys want to book the Ghostbusters, please go ahead and uh, donate to our charity. And we just require a proof of funds, and we are happy to go out. There is no set dollar amount or anything like that. Um, you know, if the cause is, hey, we just really want, you know, people to go out there, we've gone to Uvalde, and we just donate our time. There's not necessarily, hey, you have to give to the charity. Um, it's all about bringing people together. You know, one thing that I like to say is this is not a me thing, this is not a you thing, this is a we thing. Cool, so Ghostbusters, if we were to ask you, you're like your favorite sci-fi character or something, would it be a Ghostbuster? Or? Uh, so actually, my favorite sci-fi character... I have this fascination with Xena Warrior Princess. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm a Lucy Lawless fan. Um, oh, yeah. Then also, uh, so the whole Charm series. So we got Piper, Phoebe, Prue, uh, you know, I'm, but, um, yeah. Who's your favorite sister? My favorite sister would have to be Piper. Piper, so, okay. Yeah. Piper? I'm just curious. Oh, well, the love story. The love story oh, okay. between her and Leo and... You know, at the very end, she's, you know, the strongest, you know, kind of just holds everyone together. Um, but the show overall is just, I, I love it. It's so fascinating. It has so many, like, little stories within the story itself, so. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta recheck. Have you, did you ever watch Charmed? I've never watched Charmed. You, oh, you gotta see it. So they have they have done the, the Charmed, the new one, the remake. I call it Charmed 2.0 because it's a totally different storyline. Um, but it's actually really good when you get the concept of the old Charm out of your head and give this one a chance. So tell me, so what about, so tell me about what y'all are doing here. Sure. Well, we're here with the Escape the Earth podcast. It's a sci-fi fantasy podcast. Okay. So every month, um, we, it's through the San Antonio Public Library and the San Antonio Library, Public Library Foundation funds us so that we can have an account on SoundCloud where you can hear our podcast. Okay. Um, but every month we talk about a different sci-fi or fantasy book. Okay. And you can find us, find our discussions online. Yes. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much. It's good to see you. Thank you, Kevin. Yes. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Love you. Bye.
back and we're here with um, some folks from Awakened. Tell us a little bit about your uh, endeavors. Yes, uh, so we're here uh, with the Awaken Night series. It's a sci-fi thriller series all shot here in San Antonio, Texas on a next to no budget. And uh, basically, this, the best way to describe it, you know, just off the cusp would be if you were to take Terminator and The Matrix, if they had a baby, put them in the deep future, 3067, way in the future. <laughs> and there's uh, aliens coming from other planets or... Andromeda. <laughs> Andromeda, yes. So uh, Eve, our, our actress, uh, Nicole, she plays the character Eve. She is from the Andromeda galaxy on planet Artemisia. She's a Zenobian. We really get in-depth on that one in yeah. Chapter 7. Um, and they tend to have some kind of advanced powers because they're hyper-sapiens, what we call them. <laughs> yes, they're, they're known as hyper-sapiens, uh, similar to like the Jedi's and Star Wars in a sense. They okay. have special abilities and powers. And um, so I keep thinking X-Men. Yeah, pretty Almost, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're more Powers? Yeah. Yes. They're not yeah? mutants, they're more aliens. <laughs> more aliens, okay, yes. okay. And she, of course, uh, has um, has a child with a human uh, who's Pete Sapien, and, she, and her son's name is Shade Sapien, where he is a crossbreed. He's like a demigod she Like, he has... Of powers of an alien mixed with human DNA to create it. I too have that other show. Yeah. yeah. Nice. nice. <laughs> okay, uh, where, where can we see the show? Oh, uh, you can check it out on, uh, on our website. On our website, it's the Random Insanity Network. VHX.TV. That's where you okay. can go. And you can check us out on YouTube. Uh, we have a, an Instagram as well, the Random Insanity Network, where you can check out all our little behind the scenes stuff and whatnot. As well as our podcast, the Random Insanity Podcast as well. So the name begs the question Random Insanity. Is it more than the, just the show on there? What kind of, yes. find on what, what kind of stuff? What other stuff? We yes. have also a feature film that he made many years ago when I finished. Yes. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's an action movie. Straight Friends up. like that are great, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's called Off Course, a psychological thriller told through the eyes of a hitman that gets haunted by the people it kills. It's like a 80s, like it's very 80s uh, influenced kind of action movie. Mm -hmm. So if you like like the Terminator and stuff like that, all those cool 80s stuff, yeah. you'll be into that. Is it more on the serious side or is it more like on the a little bit like cheesy good cheese no, kind no, of no, side? It's, oh, no, it's, it's definitely serious, on yes, the serious yes. side, okay. but the villain character, the guy you love to hate, uh, Mob Boss Fazzetti. Yeah, he's a character. He, he's a character <laughs> and he kind of adds to the comic relief of the, of yeah. the film. So it's so. kind of a comedy action more or less. With some dark okay. comedy. Okay. In nice, it. nice. Yeah. That sounds really good. I'll have to check it out. Okay. It's, it follows Leon, the character Leon Chabot, who's this uh, ex-Marine sniper, never an ex as they say in the military. <laughs> and uh, he um, he suffers from PTSD and coping with the actions of you know killing from the war in the Afghanistan war. We do a flashback scene and all that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so we've been asking people like what their favorite sci-fi or fantasy characters are. Who would you say, respectively? I, I watched this show called um, Fringe. I don't know if y'all familiar with it. Heard of it? I haven't yeah. seen it yet. I love that show. I guess any of the, like, those characters in that show would probably be because that's like my favorite show of all time. Tell me a little <laughs> bit about Fringe and why you like Fringe, it. Fringe, it's kind of like our show. It's based okay. a little bit because it happened like they do like. Are you uh, thinking about a lawsuit? No, 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 no. It's, it's totally different because they do like uh, jumping dimensions or whatever. Okay. So it's like, it's, it's this reality and then they go to another dimension. It's just a little bit different, you know. And then they have like certain advanced powers from that other dimension. So it's kind of like that. But we do more time travel. Okay. So we, well, with the night series, we deal with time travel 
and very little of the dimension stuff, but it's still kind of inners. Nice, sounds cool. Our, our powers are different from their powers. <laughs> all right, all right. And I, I guess for me, it's like, okay, uh, Terminator, obviously, um, I really liked, uh, of course, Arnold's character in the Terminator, who doesn't, that's the star of the show. <laughs> and uh, if we were talking like The Matrix, of course, Neo. Yes. We got a Keanu Reeves. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, you and, can uh, catch your podcast on pretty much anywhere, Spotify, Apple, Google, all those places. And once again, for our listeners, what the name of it? Uh, Random Insanity Network. And the team. Random Insanity And the, the, the video oh, show is it's called? Uh, the Awakened Night Series. Awakened so. Night Series, guys. Look for it on YouTube. Yeah. Thank cool. You Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Thank so much. JD and Alyssa here again with Escape the Earth, and we are here with... Uh, my name is Marina. I also go by Calico Cacti. And you're a cosplayer? I'm a cosplayer and an artist. Okay, tell us a little bit about what, what you cosplay in some of your... So I have been cosplaying since 2014. I got into it because of my dad. He uh, dressed up as a biker scout from Star Wars, and at the time, uh, my mom also got into it with him, and she dressed up as Ayla Sakura, also from Star Wars. And then I decided to do Ahsoka Tano. I hadn't seen Clone Wars yet, <laughs> but um, I decided. So we were like a cosplaying family, and as the day, uh, the years progressed, I wanted to do more and do more and do more. And I would have help from my dad uh, making costumes and. Now, nine years later, I have uh, a good handful of costumes. I do primarily anime. I also do a couple, like, you know, Star Wars and a couple other ones that aren't uh, either of them. But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of my little thing that I do on the side, uh, aside from, you know, like, normal work. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're at it, like, where can people find your stuff? Really, you can find it on Facebook and Instagram. That's where I kind of thrive. Um, I just started getting into doing cosplay guests. I think this is the third time that I get invited, uh, you know, as a guest. And, you know, I have a table and everything. But this time, uh, they greatly allowed me to sell my art as well. Uh, so I'm here doing both. Sweet, sweet. So who are you dressed as today? I'm currently dressed as Maka Albarn from Soul Eater. Yeah, it's, it's a, I read a few of those when I was doing the, the teen services thing at the library. I don't know if that translates, but <laughs> it's pretty cool. And then we were really curious about this item that you have on your booth. Yes, so the, the mask that I have there, um, it's from Princess Mononoke. Um, it's an anime, uh, Studio Ghibli. The way that I made it was I started off with a, like the, the floral kind of foam, that green yeah. kind of, and it was like a, I think it was, or styrofoam, but it was like a half moon, mm -hmm. and I put paper mache on it, and I put a bunch of it. Once I finished that, I popped it out, and so I had the paper mache. Then I put on top of it a uh, paper clay, and I sanded it and sanded it, and it got real nice, and you know I filled it with liquid nails and filled that um sanded it more the eyes are it's like a napkin oh, holder yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. so that i did have a little bit of help because i had to drill it and my dad helped me drill the holes uh -huh. and so the eyes and mouth are that the little like white piece that goes around that's also paper clay and then the fur i had a little bit of help with that 
as well because you know my dad helped me with all this stuff yeah um that's just regular you know like pelt that i got got off of amazon cut it sewed it and then sewed it into the mask and then the ears are just foam and we just heated it up and he helped me like kind of like adjust it but like it's just heated up foam um and then it's you know cutting everything so and then on the back it's held kind of like uh like an umpire mask you've got like the little like straps in the yeah back? the straps in yeah. the back uh-huh and i do that and so it stays on my head a lot better because initially i didn't have that and i was over here like having it on my head like balancing it <laughs> but now like i can like pick it up and put it on top of my head and you know i'm able to like walk around cons and then just pull it down and then put it back up for pictures that's awesome and what is the name of that character again from princess uh, mononoke her her name is san uh-huh. but her the movie is called princess mononoke but she's princess mononoke but her name is san so it's kind of like she has two names almost so it's the mask um, for san yes awesome it looks amazing thank you thank you yeah. so much so what would your favorite sci-fi or fantasy character be uh probably bokachan because I cosplay her as well. I do her version, but from the Clone Wars. Third season focuses on her. I cosplayed her. She was my second one. Since then, I've done a lot of adjustments and other things. And now, like, I glowed up from the first <laughs> picture. So, yeah, I, I'd say she's my favorite. I'm not really, honestly, a big sci-fi person. The yeah. biggest sci-fi thing I do is Star Wars because I'm, like, Sure. Part of like Star Wars and everything, but uh, yeah, I would say Bo Katan. Not, not to brag, but we interviewed R2D2, just saying. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm part of that group as well. <laughs> so, I was kidding, that's not a brag. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to kind of put a little bit of like a spotlight real quick on yep. my dad. He goes by JD Props, he built an 11 foot HEST. I don't know if y'all know where that's from. No, uh, it's tell from, us. It's from Star Wars. Uh huh. It's what they call the like the chicken walker. It's kind uh, of okay. yeah. yeah. He built an eleven foot version of that. Fully functional? Uh, not quite. <laughs> um, he built it in four months. I think it took him like I, I forgot how many hours, but it took him a little bit. He takes it to cons. He got invited recently to Del Rio, and he had it on display there. Let me see if we can find a picture. So this is. It's back there. Oh, cool! And so, and so he Aww. built that all from scratch. Wow! Yeah. What's it made out of? Uh, wood. Scratch. <laughs> wood, metal, plastic, household items. There's a literal bowl in there. <laughs> um, you just whatever. That's amazing. That he he just scrap like the scraps from the household and put it together. And so I just wanted to kind of like talk about him because like I'm like super like really happy that he built that because it's like a huge accomplishment that for him. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about my dad and gloat about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's amazing. You had said yourself on Facebook if you want to tell them like the actual what's the, what's the word like what to type in where for we you can find your, you. Yeah, there we go. Where okay. we can find you online. So if you type in Calico Cacti Art and Cosplay, it'll pull up my Facebook and it'll also pull up my Instagrams as well. And then my pictures are obviously already on like Facebook too, like on the Google Photos. Fantastic. Sweet. Awesome. Well, thank you so much yeah. for talking with us today. Absolutely. afternoon now at Pop Madness and JD and Alyssa we're still here hanging out still here like troopers we're hanging we're hanging out and starship troopers and we're here today with Lorena and Bruno 
Bruno and Lorena, thank yes. you for joining us. Thank you for inviting us. Super fun. Would so you excited. Would you like to tell us a little bit about one of your favorite sci-fi or fantasy uh, franchises or movies, TV shows? Like books? what's your go-to? Like if someone was not familiar with either of those, then you're like, you've got to check this out. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Hardcore Avatar. Yeah, I would say that. Every character is awesome in there. So my favorite is Zuko, obviously, Fire Nation. Uh, that's something, I'm telling you, hardcore. I would, if I could, get everything possible with Avatar The Last Airbender. So I'm excited about that Netflix series that's coming out. I think I bought the book, a cookbook that came with Avatar. So I was really excited the library had that as well. So, but yeah, I love Avatar. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. I'm feeling convinced to read yeah, it. I've never you? read I Avatar. Mean, yeah, I'm intrigued for yeah. sure. They have different nations. It was what? That, what's his name? Aang. He lost last airbender, obviously. Yeah. The, the arc from the Fire Nation kind of puts everything in perspective for the world. Yeah. What else, Bruno? Top that. Top that, Bruno. You can go on Bruno, and on. Bruno. Bruno. <laughs> I don't think I can talk that. It's okay, just... lower it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a massive Pokemon fan. I've okay. been playing Pokemon since I was four, and well, like three or four, or so, so around there. That's impressive. Pokemon <laughs> prodigy. Yeah. yeah. There's like so many different characters like built on like for like 20 years plus, and. It's hard to pick one character when there's a lot of good ones. And not just like the human characters, like the Pokemon, or monsters, or like animals. They just based, based off practically anything you can think of, like a keys or a car. <laughs> Even like like their mascot is a rat. Didn't they make a washing machine? Pokemon? Yeah, they made a, a washing machine in a vat in a lawnmower Pokemon. What? Okay, I need to know the name of the washing machine and lawnmower Pokemon. What are uh, they called? They're both called Rotom. It's uh, it's a he's a electric spark that can take can, that can possess any uh, uh like uh, electrical yeah electrical appliance like a washing machine. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> There's... So are you are you like I know like some of the main Pokemon are like uh, <coughs> you've got Pikachu and you've got Squirtle and Charizard, right? Do you have like a favorite out of those three? Like, do you go to one or the other of the in that camp, or like none of that camp? Or a favorite electronic plants? <laughs> <laughs> um, my go-to, like my favorite, like Pokemon in general, is called. Is, his name is Swamper. He's like a axolotl or like a, a mudskipper Pokemon. Yeah. And he's. He's just really cute. <laughs> He's like really derpy and I like him. So I was just, he was my first Pokemon I chose and I just kind of gra gravitated towards that every time. I have like the original three starters you pick from the original game. I'd probably choose Squirtle because he's just really cute. <laughs> he's just a little small. Little turtle. Okay, well thanks. Thanks for sharing. Thank that you. Yeah, this is fun. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Today are David Salas and Michelle and Marina. All right, and so 
Our question for this afternoon is to tell us a little bit about uh, some of your favorite sci-fi or fantasy books that you've been reading. Okay. Hi, my name is David Salas, and I love sci-fi. You know, I think my interest in sci-fi ranges all, all over the place. I like everything from uh, short stories to, uh, you know, multi-book uh, epic sagas, right? But uh, I think my favorite stuff to read in sci-fi is uh, kind of like space opera, stuff that uh, goes into uh, maybe uh, human, you know, development in the future, you know, what we're going to look like a thousand years from now. You know, I guess an example of that would be like Dune. Oh, okay. man. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I think, yeah, it's gotcha. like, I think the year is like 10 4, 10, 4, 14 or something like that. Here before you know it. Yeah, we're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting close, 8,000 years ago. Yeah, but uh, that that's pretty good. Um, uh, I like a lot of Michael Crichton mm -hmm. when he came out, right? Uh, What's your yeah. favorite Michael Crichton title? Um, I think it's... Uh, there was one, I don't remember what it was, but it was about, it was called Hive. Yeah, before nanotechnology was really, a, you know, really coming out. Uh, he wrote a book about that, about uh, they were doing nanotechnology, but they were studying like pack and hive mentality, right? And about how mm -hmm. nanotechnology could work and operate that way. Um, and then I think one of, they were doing, of course, a research there, some research institute somewhere far off land. And then it escaped, right? And then it came and then we had to take it down, all that kind of stuff, you know, usual storylines. But I think it was called Hive. Yeah. Well, it's such an interesting thing about sci-fi. It's like they write practically manuals on what could go wrong and then some scientists are like, cool. you know what would be cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that's what it is with Michael Crichton's writing I liked about it is he always took something from modern day, mm -hmm. right, that was in the news or was in mainstream, and he wrote about it, right, and yeah. did a good storyline around it. Yeah, at the same time, I'd be reading something like Stephen King, you know, before... I like the way he goes into the mind, you know, and all that. So mm -hmm. that was pretty good. Um, and then uh, Alistair Reynolds stuff, you know, and uh, Isaac Isaac stuff. So, yeah. Classic, classic. Yeah, cool stuff. What about you guys? I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> so two of my favorite series are Red Rising series by Pierce okay. Brown. That's okay. one of my yep, favorite. Yep. That's in, have you read that one? Uh, yes. Yes, oh. I've read that whole series. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. highly awesome. anticipating that Amazing. book coming yeah. out this summer. It's coming out? Yes, okay, cool. coming out this yeah, summer. Yeah. You'll be able to get it from the library. Oh, really? Okay, cool. <laughs> of course you will. And I better reserve it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then we've talked about this one on the podcast twice now. We did book one and book two, and it's Rebecca oh, wow. Roanhorse's Earth and Sky series. So it's fantasy, but it's set in like a pre-Columbian society. Okay. So Central America, kind of like North America, Central America. Mm -hmm. So fantasy drawing from the native peoples and those areas. Okay, okay. Really, really good. Really fascinating. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, the first one's called Black Sun. Black Sun. And it's the podcast. Are they like, when I were to go into listen to one, right? Is there going to be the... Why would you do such a thing? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> if you're going to listen to this. I'm going to do it because I, I, I would love to. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. But um, is there like the historical podcast from the past in the website. Absolutely, yes. yes. Okay, so okay. you can find all the podcasts that we've created um, okay. on our LibGuide okay. on our website. Okay, mm -hmm. and the, uh, the Rebecca? Rebecca the, Roanhorse. Rebecca, her, yep. was in the last podcast, right? It is in our recently... Recent, okay, so yeah, it's in our in, history. Okay, gotcha. mm -hmm. like yeah, history. Black Sun and then okay, Fevered Black Star. Star. Black Sun is book one, Fevered okay. Star is the second book, okay. and then her third book is going to release, I think, in August. Okay. Yeah, and that'll end the trilogy. <laughs> so sometimes people don't want to start series that aren't complete. Oh, okay. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, I don't right. know if you've been cliffhung the way I have oh, on wow, certain no. series. No, no, no. What if you're making him like wait till the podcast is defunct before he starts listening to no. us with that question? No. So Red Rising is coming out with another book, huh? Yep. Back to that. I thought that was going to be it. How can they really, what else is left? So there was the first original series, right, where they went through oh, with Darrow, and I'm then they started another... Yeah. 
another series after that. That's so it, it's wrong. 30 years later after the original trilogy. Oh, wow. And it continues the story of Darrow and okay. all your favorites. Oh, so Darrow's in it? Yes. Oh, Darrow gosh. is in it, but you get more from, like, Victra and, um, okay. I can't remember Victra's, uh, the little scrappy guy that yeah, I loved. Yeah, the, the one that, yeah, yeah, he was. The friend, the crazy yeah, friend. The crazy friend. <laughs> That was good. Yeah. He was a good character. Yeah, you get more of those folks. I'm trying to remember, does he not have a hand? He somebody lose loses Spoiler their alert. hand in there. Somebody loses <laughs> <lose> their hand <laughs> in there, and yeah, I can't yeah. remember who it is. Okay, but yeah, that was a good character. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I'll answer your series. question now, 12 hours later. Okay. Um, <laughs> fantasy, probably The Hobbit. Classic, obviously. Ah, and then... You're keeping me in suspense. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do I want to answer that? <laughs> no. no. Um, so you're, you're, I always you're... go for the quip. Got it, okay. Uh, but also, I, I used to really like the Elric uh, saga. Which one? Not familiar? Elric? Is that oh, Michael Moorcock? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. He, had a, he was um, like a really weak albino of this, um, like a cruel race of sorcerers and stuff okay. like that. But he was a weakling out of a group where like okay. they kind of, that was a kind cool thing. Underdog. But he, um, I don't even know how he gets it, actually. Started, but he gets a soul-sucking sword that gives him power and stuff like that. It's just okay. a crazy... Crazy. Okay. And cool. it was a series? Yeah. Okay. Th there are books now, but they were short, uh, little, I don't know how to call it back in the day, like pulp series or whatever. Okay, and gotcha, they just yeah. took them all together for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. books and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because I think before I was reading heavy sci fi, I would read a lot of short stories, but I read like Anne Rice. Okay. Yeah. So Michelle, I think. Uh, yeah. Anne Rice was really good. Anne Rice is great. Yeah, I've read a lot read, of those series. Yeah. Yeah. I read all of that. Um, did you make him read like, No, no. Yeah. That, it was actually one of the things yeah. we had in common. Yeah, what yeah. was your Anne Rice? I did the Vampire Chronicles. Okay, yeah. Uh, I did a little bit of the Mayfair Witches and then the um, uh, the Jesus. She did like a few books on Jesus. She oh, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus out of uh, Egypt and like that. Like, Lord out of Egypt. That one was yeah. really good, too. The Mayfair which is right? That right. become a series. Have you seen the series? It's about to start. Oh, okay, okay. Oh. Month, I'm just saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's about to come out, so it looks really good. I'm excited about that. Cool. Yeah, that is a whole series, but they're going to make a whole, like, actual, yeah. you know, streaming series on it, right? Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks for this. Yeah, no, thanks. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for joining thanks us. For yeah. All right. I look forward to it. <laughs> Check you guys out. Thank you. Okay. Hi, so JD, Alyssa, and now Mary has joined us, and we are here with... Uh, Kara Holcomb with the USS Bear. We're a Star Trek fan community service organization. We're actually are the senior chapter in San Antonio. We're 30 years old this year, and we support a uh, vote every year for uh, supporting a charity, and San Antonio Food Bank, or the Southwest Food Bank, has been our choice really every year because of their buying power, like $1, seven meals. So we're all really passionate about it. We've done work with veterans, seniors, hands, ending loneliness, you know, all kinds of anything that we can get involved in and use our volunteer power, we do it. Uh, food security, I think that's became really apparent to everybody when the pandemic hit, even amongst our members, we realized, you know, we connected with all of our members and realized most of our members had food insecurity and it's become an even bigger passion to work with the food bank. So That's cool. Um, tell us a little bit about what your organization does as like when you come out when you're doing an event. What, what, what so we we joke that we do um, we like to do social things but our majority of the things is actually using 
our hands or volunteering at something like so this one one of the biggest things that we do is all of our members will create different crafts or something like um, plushies to sell or we've all donated time energy and money into making our own fiesta medals and um, nobody we don't keep any of the money we do all of it for the food bank so we do stuff like that or we work with other organizations in San Antonio like the uh, we went and picked cabbage one year for the Mission Concepcion, or okay. maybe one where they have the, the big five acres. I always forget which one it is, but you can go there and um, we worked with them one year and a bunch of uh, other military to like just pick cabbage. I think we've all volunteered to pick trash. We've had some people, like we've gone to other comic cons and our real biggest thing is like making people aware that if you join us, you could do things like getting involved in your community. You can have a social group. You can also learn a lot of things, I, because I'm a project manager IRL, right? Uh, so I tell them, we also like to do mentoring, like people in science are connecting you with um, our parent organization, which is Starfleet International, which is, like it sounds, international. There are dozens of countries, tons of clubs, um, and they all go to, you know, making people more aware about reading, science, math, uh, you know, exploration. You know what's you know good science, what's bad science, methodologies, uh, women in technology. We always joke you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't have your laptop or your cell phone without Star Trek. So we were like the OG of everybody. <laughs> and even the Star Wars were like, yeah, well we're um, we actually just had a debate with the Star Wars. I said, well that question of like why would you pick which one? I'm like, oh I can tell you because we're the utopia, the bright future, mm. and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what do we do? Is simply distill those ideas of the bright future together mm -hmm. and a lot of them especially in San Antonio has to do with food insecurity yeah, unfortunately. I, a lot of the books that we've read that are like dystopian in nature the big issue often is food insecurity so it's not just a problem of the future to think of it's a it's a now problem yeah now. It, and, and, and I think you know like it, I like to use like Hunger Games as an excellent example of like how things can distill really quickly into different really specialized factions where it's clear like food, who gets food and what kind of food is really, really important. I think it's something you see in all kinds of science fiction is who does what with food really tells them what kind of society or what kind of book it is, some of the discussions they have and you know it, it, you could look at it really all of sci-fi about how do you get your food if it's a conversation and who gets what? Interesting. Yeah. So, on a, on a little bit of a side, different topic, I okay. do want to ask you about Star Trek and what's your favorite, what's your favorite fr uh, series, I guess, of Star Trek. <laughs> okay, those are fighting one? words. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, and I say that because we have a lot of different, um, I think, probably heard or you maybe not maybe it's just a, 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 a between whether you're a Trekkie or a Trekker and there's lots of debate between you which term you are so Trekkie is kind of the one you hear a lot of people say oh the Trekkies and it can be a little more derogatory and coming at the fan base about like you know they're the quintessential like stuck in your basement never leave you know a sense of immaturity right whereas Trekkers they talk about going forward with each of the series and going forward with the new ideas that happen uh, so when Gene Roddenberry passed away um, the series that came out then was DS9, um, which started moving forward into kind of exploring some of the darker. If you notice, everything before this is really happy with the series, between the original series, everything is very, very idealistic. TNG, exploring new people, great friends, maybe a little conflict, but not getting into some of the really uncomfortable conversations until after DS9. For me, my absolute favorite has got to be 
uh, Voyager, and it's because, um, not necessarily because they're dealing with you know, issues, because having a woman captain and showing that you could be not this hyper-masculine person, but be actually even feminine. And it was starting to show in Voyager between the different characters, instead of women being like these face holder or placeholders right. of power, they were actually people of power mm-hmm. in them. So it started to shift. I think right now my top series for all of them would have to be Strange New Worlds because it is showing, I think, the adventure spirit and the idealism um, that kind of got lost in kind of the darker times of the movies and even um, even the new Picard series. Well, it's beautiful. It's definitely geared toward someone who's uncomfortable with their role as aging. Like it's one of those like really that's really a big conversation. Uh, Lower Decks is another one that it's complete comedy and all of us joking like this is what Star Trek actually is. Like everyone else is, thinks they're A team, but you're actually D team. Like sorry, like that's 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 lower. We all joke like oh we're the average. We are the average people <laughs> and the Lord still kind of doing your thing to help other people but you're definitely not like A-list you're nobody's Spock like give me a break nobody's, nobody's the top you know thing so um, and even Discovery which leads with a for the first time a person of color um, her whole story arc between being a person of color being adopted being a you know a refugee of war being an orphan being I mean so many things I just think Star Trek's always looked definitely like LGBT community and then now moving into all of those spaces like um, the show my favorite <laughs> would have to be probably Strange New Worlds um, it's really really uh, pretty and I think that they what they did is give the back story for number one um, she actually the actress made a poignant choice um, for her uniform, which was very almost militaristic, um, but she always has her nails done, and her hair um, is actually half. She fought to have half of her hair down and pointy, so you'll see her adopt very much more feminine things. And we hadn't previously seen that wasn't hypersexualization of her. Um, she was like, I wanted, and she's always has. If you look at her, she's always, and that's why black nail polish, or sometimes even chipped, she'll have it. We're like, she's just, you know, she's a woman, a person, yeah. So. Those are pretty heady topics. Do you think the Star Trek franchise, I guess, for lack of a better word, will ever deal with the conflict between Trekkies and Trekkers? You know, I think we... A little meta. Meta is no, what it I is. Think, no, I think we continue to have the conversation about it, right? I think even now when something new comes out, and you get this, I think, across all fandoms. I, I think even when I go to Comic-Cons and I realize... Unfortunately, some of them you could go and realize there is not a female space. It continues to happen. It's not. A, it's not. You could go there and you could look at every table, and every single person will be a man. Every every single person. And it, I noticed it when I've gone to a couplers, and I'm like, oh, I can feel like. And you'll hear people say, oh, we're the old school. I'm like, no, you're, no, you're not growing, and we are. And I think that's the the better part of the conversation. It's not the conflict, but one growing from the other. I, I think. I think that's more interesting than saying we're at conflict. Yeah. Even we joke about Star Wars and we it's like, yeah, you can set us. We had a whole thing this morning about them being next to us and we always quip with them. But um, <laughs> I think the important part of that is always that we're growing. 
getting better. The fans have always been there. Yeah. Diverse fans have Diverse always been always, there. Diverse always, but their representation is right. now showing. And when you see things, especially like even the new, and I, I use Star Wars because of the new movies, and some people don't see all the Star Trek stuff because it's behind a paywall, right? You have to do, which was super controversial because previously everyone could access to Star Trek for free on your local TV. So I can say that you can get your Star Trek materials from your public library. What? Which is in fact where I get my DVDs to keep up with Star Trek so I don't have to deal with that paywall. That's so. fantastic. Yeah. I, I didn't know they offered that. I think there had been some talk about it, but I think most of our... Oh, I love this. The library offers it. It can get expensive. You're like, how many more subscriptions can I do? Right. If, if you can at all. I think that stops I mean, even some of our members. We're always like, anybody see the name? like... No, because nobody wants to pay for it. Keep up with it at your library. <laughs> like, oh, at the library. I'll have to tell them. For sure. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for joining us and keep doing your awesome I really appreciate you guys taking the time and for supporting the local community. And your website? <laughs> it's theussbear.net. And we're on Facebook. Uh, we have the website, Facebook, and Instagram. Wonderful. Thank you so much. We'll, we'll, look, at, we'll look for y'all. Yep. Thanks again. <laughs> So here with us today is uh, Eric Gomez. Uh, hi. I am hi. I am the public engagement officer for the San Antonio Public Library. Welcome. We're Thank glad you. to have you on the podcast. So tell us a little bit about your favorite sci-fi, fantasy. Uh, franchise, series, book, TV, movie, oh, character, who do you want to tell us oh, about okay. today? Well, uh, it's funny that you asked that question because we're right near the tables of my favorite franchises here at Pop Madness. Um, I am a huge Star Trek uh, nerd and just under that would be Star Wars. So they kind of occupy, you know, real estate in my heart and my brain. Um, I love that song, Real Estate in My Heart. <laughs> Um, but I, I love I love the franchises. I've watched them both as I, since I was a kid. Just learned today at the Star Trek Bear table that there's a club, a Star Trek club here in San Antonio, which I was not aware of, that I'm going to try and now join. Because the only thing better than being a geek about something is finding other geeks that are, about <laughs> this, that are also into it at the same level. Yes, um, the geek community. Exactly, exactly. So what are your favorite uh, characters from those two? <sighs> uh, from Star Trek, it's hard. Uh, I mean, I've always been a huge uh, Next Generation fan. Like, I think a bunch of... I, I, I consider myself kind of an older generation Star Trek uh, fan uh, because there's, like, the Roddenberry-verse, there's the Abrams movies, there's the uh, the, the new Paramount, new Trek-verse. Uh, and so, I mean, I kind of come from the original Roddenberry where you had, you know, the original crew, but, I mean, I kind of grew up more with the Next Generation mm-hmm. folks. DS9, I also like uh, the, the DS9 crew. Uh, Voyager 2, to, uh, uh, to an extent, although I think TNG and DS9 are still my favorite crews of, of, the, of that universe. And then for, like, Star Wars, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I just took a picture with the Mandalorian. I don't know, I don't know who's not a big fan of him, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would say, you know, just Jedis in general, uh, Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you want to go kind of, you know, into deep cuts with, like, 
like the uh, Clone Wars series. I've always kind of liked the crew of, of the Ghost, Captain Syndulla, and oh man, and I'm, and I'm star starting to blank on names, but that's my age, not my geekdom, I, I assure you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just, just the myriad of, of different Star Wars characters, I mean, it's, it's a great universe, and always has been. So you're a TNG fan, and I'm a TNG oh, fan as well, because I grew up in that time okay. period watching that when I grew up. So have okay. you watched Picard? Yes, I did. And I know that it's been very divisive in terms of how people have responded to it. People in my group, in my, coming from my fandom and people who are newer to the series. I watched the first two series, uh, the first two seasons of Picard, and it was interesting what they were doing with, with the character and I, 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 did, I did find some of the, the new characters that they brought in interesting. I, I felt there was a little bit, and I don't know how critical you want me to be here, um, but I felt that there was a little bit of uh, odd treatment of, like, Data's arc uh, and, and, like, the Soon arcs, mm -hmm. the Soon characters. Um, the, the occurrence of the Borg was kind of a little bit... I was ambivalent a little bit about that because I always kind of felt like the Borg had, when they when they were taken down by Janeway in the final episode of Voyager, I thought, well, that might be the last we see them for a while, and no, they 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 still kind of came back. But so I mean, I thought it was an interesting first couple of seasons, but then when like they rolled out with season three under the new showrunner, um, uh, Metalis is his name, I think. Oh my God! I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched the final season of that series but yeah the the fan they they took the fan service up to 11 okay the TNG okay crew, <laughs> and then just tore that knob off basically you know you you're getting the band back together you're getting all of the original TNG crew back and they kind of they kind of fall right back into their roles pretty well uh, and it's it's it was it was I think a love letter in, in many ways to the to the to people like me to, fan, to older fans like me. I think it was something that we kind of always wanted to see. You know, we had the movies, the the the, the next generation movies after the series, and I think those were kind of you know hit and miss here and there. But this kind of felt like it was a movie that was that was letting the characters just act and be who they were like live in live in their own skin for a while and it was really neat to see and you can tell when the actors when actors and actresses have actual chemistry it shows it, it comes through in their uh, performances and i think the actors who play the crew of the next generation have always just been friends with each other and they've always liked each other and they gel very well even you know 20 plus years later it's 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 pretty cool that's awesome. It, I haven't the, seen that season yet, so I'm oh now really God. looking forward to yes. it. Yes, you you will see some appearances of characters from the Next Generation series that you did not expect. Nice. Played by the original people. Awesome. So yes, I would recommend season three, definitely. If you have any doubts about season one and two Picard, I totally get that. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Season three, if you're a TNG fan of, 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 of the old school, you're going to get something for that. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Eric. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I love talking about this, and I hope to keep talking about it more as I can with the Star Trek uh, Club. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.
So we're here with Kelsey now. Kelsey, can you tell us your favorite uh, character from either science fiction or fantasy? Ooh, fantasy opens it up by a lot. Fantasy is inherently easier. And I'll start with, I am very interested in the Wizard of Oz books. <laughs> they are like a very interesting look at fantasy, especially children's fantasy. And my favorite character from that would have to be um, the Ozma, Ozma Tipitarius. And she's a very fun character because um, she starts out as a boy. <laughs> Actually, um, her background was that she was the original Princess of Oz. But when the wizard came into power, he took her and he gave her to the former Wicked Witch of the North, who turned her into a boy and hid her away for several years. And eventually, she found her way back and was restored to her original gender. And she's a main character in, like, all the books. And I'm very fascinated with her as kind of like a look into just sort of like early fantasy, because those books were published in, like, 1901. And especially as an early, like, queer fantasy figure. <laughs> So she's my favorite. I, I love everything about her. I love um, her political implications. I love how she fits into the story. It's just like her design, everything about her. So she would have to be my favorite. Could you expand on that? No, I'm just kidding. That was a really, really good answer. <laughs> I could go, I did my thesis on this character. So I can go farther. <laughs> but no, uh, she's my favorite. I, I love her to death. She's the reason I have my degree. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's high praise for a fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to know? Uh, and then what about your favorite, uh, do you have like a favorite uh, franchise maybe for TV or movie? Franchise, I love so many franchises. Um, I would have to say my favorite sci-fi franchise just to limit myself. <laughs> um, I love Firefly. I love it because it is short. I can binge it very easily, but it has like very rich lore and very lovable characters. Like I love how I could just sit down, watch it, and I have such a full view of what this world is like, these characters, their relationship to each other, and like the theme that they represent. So I really like it for that reason. I think it's a I think it's a sci-fi classic for like a reason. <laughs> cool. Who's your favorite on Firefly? Oh, my favorite on Firefly. Um, hmm. They're all so lovable. If I had to pick a favorite, an underrated favorite I have is Shepard Book. Um, he's the preacher that's on board. And he's a very interesting look because he's very, he's a representative of um, the main character, Malcolm Reynolds, and his lost faith. And this character kind of exists to sort of challenge him and keep um, his moral compass on track. And he's played excellently. Like, his actor is very soft-spoken but very serious, and he has a lot of, like, very excellent character moments. And he's also very mysterious. Like um, they go into his backstory in the comics, which I have yet to read. But um, they really built him up. And if the series had continued, I think he would have um, added something very interesting to the lore of the show. Interesting. Yeah. The arc not taken. Oh yeah, definitely. The fact that Firefly never got a season two is a tragedy, and anyone who's watched the series will <laughs> agree. I feel like it would be a tall order to continue at this point. Yeah, Do you think it would. somebody could pick it up and, well, and live up to the fans' expectations? Well, given that Joss Whedon was revealed to be a terrible person, um, <laughs> that's obstacle number one. But there were writers on the show that I think could potentially pick it up. Like David Greenwald, I think, was the one who partnered with him to make that show happen. So I can see him doing a good job. Especially, I have not read the comics yet, 
but I have heard good things and I think potentially if they could get those writers or people similar to them to write like a screenplay it it could be done but it's just like I do like how like um, it's very with what they did they were able to wrap it up very succinctly with the movie so <laughs> I am even if we even while it is a tragedy that there is no season two I do think that the, like the world has been like put to rest in a way that I think is respectful to the fans Nice. A little bittersweet masterpiece. Exactly, cool. yes. <laughs> Thanks, Kelsey. No problem. Thanks for talking with us. All right, we're rolling with Jared now. Jared, uh, favorite science fiction or fantasy character you want to talk about? So, hi, everybody. I'm Jared. I work for Sapple. Um, I am the library mascot, Smarty. I've always been a big fan of the sci-fi fantasy genre. Right now, uh, well, okay, like like one of my favorite sci-fi and um, video game franchises is Resident Evil. And um, for those of you who maybe aren't familiar, the Resident Evil 4 remake just dropped about a little over a month ago, and I've been playing it <laughs> quite a bit. How about you guys? You guys dip in Resident Evil at all? Somebody in my house is playing it, but I'm staying far, far away from that scary stuff. Really? <laughs> it's not for me. Oh. I, I just saw, like, the first 30 movies of the next. Oh, 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 okay. Well, 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 let me stop you right there, because there's a distinguishing thing between the the worst movies that have ever been made and mm -hmm. the best video games that have ever been made in the Resident Evil franchise, and I'm one of those people that's stuck in, kind of in between it. Um, it's like, when when you say Resident Evil, people don't know if you mean the um, the video games or the movies, and it's like, no, no, there's a big difference. <laughs> I'm like, play the games, forget the movies. <laughs> um, I actually cosplayed as, as the main character in that game, Leon S. Kennedy, like five years ago at Comic-Con, and um, actually, you wanna know something funny? Um, when I went to that Comic-Con, so um, for those of you who had played the game, in the movie there's like a merchant that you run into throughout the game and you buy items from. That's how you like upgrade your gear and stuff. When I was waiting in line to get into Comic-Con dressed as Leon, there was a married couple that were dressed as the merchant that I was next to in line. What are the odds of that? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so so normally he opens his coat and he's got like ammo and guns and stuff, but they open it up and they've got like cold medicine and like <laughs> all these other different herbal remedies, if you will. It was very fun. It was very fun. And then I ran into a couple other cosplayers there. We took some photos together. It was very cool. Everybody knows when I'm at work because I have an Umbrella Corps sticker on the back of my truck. That's my favorite, personally. Um, What's the draw for you? I played the games when I was very young, and um, actually, it's funny because they terrified me when I was a kid. I, like, had nightmares, couldn't sleep, but in a way, it stuck with me, and now I, I like, embrace the, the fact that it scared me so much when I was a kid. It doesn't anymore, but it, like, made an impact on me, and I still love to go back and play these old games, and I'm like, man... So even now, I can see why I was so scared of this when I was a kid, you know? And now, all of those old classic games are being remade um, in, like, in new gameplay styles, and it's really cool. They're doing a really great job with them. You would have thought after over 20 years, a game franchise would have fizzled out, but it's, um, it really hasn't. Um, I'm curious to see where they go from here. What about y'all? What's your favorite characters? I, I, I am so not qualified to, to even talk because everyone's 
gone so deep dive on our questions today. It's like, man, I, let me go do my research. So for me, it really depends on if we're talking about books, TVs, movie, or video games. Mm -hmm. um, if we're talking about video games, my favorite all-time character is Link from The Legend of Zelda. Oh, That's got, my favorite. Have you gotten the new one? Uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Started last night. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I got a couple friends that like, have been looking forward to that game. Yeah, forever. yeah, yeah. It's, great. Was, so yeah far, it's so great. So far, so good. So far, so good. I mean, it's you know what we're expecting, right? If we're talking about books, it's hard to narrow it down. But one of my favorite characters is from uh, Brandon Sanderson's *The Mistborn*, and that character's name is Sezed. Sezed is uh, he's not a main character in that series. Um, he's a uh, He's got a lot of different abilities, but he suffers like a faith crisis in that book. He's a historian and he's one of the last of his people. So he's keeping records of his race. And part of that has to do with his religion. And in the second book, he goes through this just like crisis of identity and faith. The way that Sanderson writes it, I think just has always just really resonated with me. What's the author's name again? Brandon Sanderson. Okay. That, that sounds familiar. Super famous. He's written a lot of books. Okay. Um, he completed Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series after uh, Mr. Jordan passed away. So he wrote the final three books. Well, he didn't write the entirety of the books. He wrote, he finished off the series. Jordan did write the 200-page final battle that ended the series. <laughs> so we did get the original from the original author. But, oh, um, nice. but he finished that series off. And then he's written The Mistborn. He's very prolific. He has done a lot of stuff for kids, for teens, for adults. Uh, the Stormlight Archive is this epic fantasy series, which I haven't started yet, but will eventually. Well, I mean, it's 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 a lot to get through all those. Now, very important question for both of you: books or audiobooks or eBooks? Books, physical books, is my preferred. It's more like, how can I get it when I want it? Mm -hmm. But a physical book lately is, is preferable to me than a screen lately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just for variety. What about audiobooks? Audiobooks for nonfiction. Yeah. Yes, that's, for nonfiction. I've been learning Spanish because I still have a CD player in my car, so <laughs> that works. I was trying to read the books while I was driving, and it just wasn't working for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jared, I'm going to say thank you for talking with us today. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and wrap it up. Okay. And, um, yeah. Come Thanks on to Sapple, check some books out. For sure. Read. It's right. important. It's good. Thanks very much. Mm -hmm. Well, that wraps up our Pop Madness 2023 episode. A big thank you to the library and the San Antonio Public Library Foundation who make this podcast possible. Music clips in today's episode are from Life of a Wandering Wizard by Sergei Trevertnik from Pixabay. If you enjoyed this episode or other episodes we've done, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can write us with stories, suggestions, random thoughts, or interesting sci-fi geek culture information at sapl.escapetheearth at gmail.com. You can find all our episodes and upcoming reads on the web at guides.mysapl.org forward slash ETE. Join us next episode for our discussion of Who Fears Death by Nanetti Okorafor. Thanks for listening. Escape the Earth.